Hello, Mean Green family. It's your host, Jasmine, with the Mean Green Podcast. And today, I have a bit of updates for you guys. So, before I reveal too much, let's jump right into everything. So, uh, if you probably noticed that the logo has changed uh, once again, uh, I'm getting the hang of creating logos and things of that nature. So, uh, it's been really interesting. I hope you guys like this new one. I'm, I'm feeling it. I like it a lot. Uh, <laughs> I've been talking to people, uh, trying to, you know, figure out what would look best, you know, what would look, you know, uh, better, you know, what would, you know, kind of elevate <laughs> the look of it. So I think that this one kind of hit things on the nose, uh, for the most part. But, you know, if you have any critiques, any, you know, uh, constructive criticism, go ahead, throw it right at me. Uh, do, do, do. One of the bigger updates that I have is... We're going to be starting a series uh, that goes over financial personalities. And if you don't know what a financial personality is, well, I am about to tell you. So financial personalities are essentially what dictates how you spend money. The, you know, background, culturally, uh, just personally that you have with in relation to money that will kind of shape your financial personality and there are a lot of financial personalities there are the big spenders uh, they like you know nice cars new gadgets brand new clothing things like that and people with a spending personality type uh you know they aren't typically bargain shoppers they're you know fashionable always looking to make a statement uh status symbols are very much a part of their motif and that often means they have a desire to have the latest and greatest mobile phone you know you know having the greatest you know set of sneakers i'm not a shoe person i'm so sorry <laughs> but um you know the greatest set of sneakers you know the the latest iphone you know the air you know the the latest headphones airpods whatever if you hear whining in the background that's because uh i am babysitting two weenie dogs i apologize for them they are missing their parents i'm i'm so sorry uh but yes that kind of is the uh the motif of the big spender uh and it kind of you know in a, in a more dated uh, phrase, I guess you could call them the ones that are very much uh, keeping up with the Joneses. Um, for savers, savers are actually the exact opposite of big spenders. They turn off the lights when they're leaving the room. They close refrigerator door quickly to keep in the cold. They shop only when necessary and rarely make purchases with credit cards. They generally have no debts and can be viewed as kind of cheapskates not kind of they are <laughs> that's what makes them savers um savers aren't really concerned about following the latest trends and they have more or get more satisfaction from reading the interest on a bank statement than from you know acquiring something new uh savers are also conservative by nature and don't really take big risks with their investments I think with big spenders and big and you know savers, both of those types of people can derive from the same type of cultural or like um, personal experience kind of background. Where maybe you grew up, you didn't have a lot, and that leads you to you know 
once you have your own money to spend a lot to get status symbols to kind of broadcast the fact that you do have money um, as opposed to being a saver and you didn't have a lot and knowing the value of a dollar you know just to keep that in mind I think when it comes to how to relate someone's personal and cultural background with how they choose to spend money um, once it's theirs to spend uh, usually when we're referring to personal and cultural background, we're usually referring to what was the financial climate like when someone was a kid? Like, how did their parents handle money? How did their friends, you know, and, you know, influential individuals in their life handle money around them when they were younger? Uh, that leads us to the next um, type of spender, which is a shopper. And a shopper often develops a great emotional satisfaction from spending money. And they can't resist it. Um, even if there's no need to really buy anything, they're usually aware of the addiction and, you know, are even concerned about some of the debt that they accrue because of it. And they look for bargains and uh, sometimes and they're happy, you know, when they find them because that allows them to spend more money and, you know, gain more of that emotional satisfaction that they're craving. Shoppers are kind of varied in terms of investing. They um, invest regularly through 401k plans. They may even invest a portion of sudden windfalls while others seeing invest in, investing as something they will want to do eventually. You know, they want to get to some time in life, but, you know, never really do. <clears throat> and then we have... The next type of spender, which is a debtor. A debtor uh, isn't really trying to make a statement with their spending, and they don't really shop to entertain or really cheer themselves up, and they don't really spend much time thinking about their money, and so they don't really keep tabs on what they spend and where they spend it. They generally spend more than they earn and are deeply, deeply in debt while not putting much really into investing. They often miss taking advantage of matching their companies on their 401k plans, which is important. And we have had an episode talking a little bit about 401k plans uh, and a little bit more in depth about those. So uh, the next uh, type of spender and the final one is investors are uh, well, the last personality. I think that's a better way to kind of encompass all of this. Uh, the last financial personality type is the investor. And investors are consciously aware of money. They understand their financial situations and they try to put their money to work. Basically, investors are the type of people that make their money work for them. They're like, okay, I have this amount. I have like $100. How can I turn this $100, you know, you know, $100 like little, you know, stockpile that I have into a thousand and then that 1000 into, you know, a hundred thousand and so on and so forth. And regardless of their current financial standing, investors tend to seek a day when passive investments will provide sufficient income to cover all of their bills. And their actions are driven by careful decision making and their investments reflect the need to take a certain amount of risk in pursuit of their goals. And so I think investors are very future oriented, very much looking towards the future, looking not at what they have, but what they want to have, what they want to acquire. And I think that lets them uh, 
it gives them room to be more strategic. And I think that people that are having, you know, the people that have an investor financial personality type, it's very interesting to see because a lot of people say they want to invest and they think about investing and I'm guilty. You know, one, I don't have the money to invest, but you know, isn't that what, you know, all people who don't invest say, um, but you know, it's a thing. People don't really think about investing. They talk about investing. They, they don't really do investing. They don't really invest. They say investing is good. Investing is something you should do, but they never really do it. And investors are the personality type that takes initiative. And so we'll also in this series, um, be talking about ways that these, you know, personal backgrounds and cultural backgrounds, impact them financially as a person, but also what they've learned from it or, you know, things that can help them kind of combat the flaws of their financial personality type. And um, according to Investopedia, which is where I've been getting this information, you know, thus far, according to Investopedia, uh, spenders, the tip for them is to shop a little less and save a little more, which of course sounds intuitive. It sounds obvious. It sounds easy. But at the end of the day, for a personality type financially who is a spender, shop a little less and save a little more has a little bit more context behind it and requires a little bit more effort from them personally. And so it says that you should seek long-term value and not just short-term satisfaction. And before you splurge on something expensive or trendy, ask yourself how much that purchase is going to mean to you in like a year. If the answer is Meh, not much, you should probably skip it. And it's good advice for anyone, I think, not just the spender type. And then for savers, use moderation. Uh, don't become Scrooge McDuck, essentially. There, there's, there's time to save and then there's time to spend and of course just like with the spender there's time to save you know uh in you know basically focus on saving for the saver it will be focused on spending more you know or at least a little bit more don't let life pass you by don't let you know those little joys that spending on i don't know that extra, you know, that extra cup of coffee at Starbucks or something like that. Don't let that pass you by if you want it and you can afford it, you know, within reason. Go ahead, go for it. And with shoppers, um, it seems like obvious advice, but um, as we continue the series, you'll see that um, it's easier said than done. Uh, Shoppers, don't spend money that you don't have. And I learned that lesson. (laughs) I learned that lesson when uh, it was my freshman year of college. I learned that when it comes to spending, just because you have it does not mean you should spend it. And I know that seems very intuitive. It seems very obvious. But when you're out and about with your friends and you see that you have x amount in your bank account you're like well you know hey i can afford to get this drink or you know go out you know roller skating or something like that no (laughs) that's not necessarily the case and i think that when we talk a little bit more about shoppers uh we'll delve into that kind of personality flaw and also we'll dive into um the next one which is debtors 
and the advice for debtors is plan your finances and start investing, meaning being more responsible. And that one is, again, like the others, obvious. Um, but planning your finances and starting investing, that is a very lengthy, very <laughs> a very lengthy process. It's very hard too, especially if you already have the kind of background that leads you up to having a debtor type personality. Uh, so it might take a little bit of financial therapy, I guess, for lack of a better term, on the debtor's end in order to remedy that financial personality flaw. And the last one is the investor. And there is no advice here. It says keep up the good work and so we're going to be talking about the different types of uh, financial personality types we'll be talking with um we'll be talking with peer mentors and staff members here at the office trying to get a little bit inside their heads and see where they're coming from when it comes to financial personality types and i think we might find that some personality types uh end up um uh, repeating themselves but it's it's because I think and this is just something I'm anticipating um some personality types will end up repeating themselves with the mentors and staff members in our office but that's just because of the nature of what we do it creates you know it creates a certain personality uh type in you if you didn't already have it uh, it creates habits that you didn't already have um and I'll get more into that as the series continues um and of course, when it comes to personality types, we'll see that for a lot of people, no one is just one thing their entire life when it comes to money. It's very rarely the case. Um, as you mature, your money your money delegating decisions mature with you. And we'll be able to see more of that as we delve into this series. And I'm extremely excited because it, economically, there's so much history and cultural and personal background to each person and their relationship with money and with finances that diving into a topic like this uh, will be very insightful I think it'll it'll shed a lot of light um on just basically people's personal journeys when it comes to money and I think understanding that as a college student is something extremely imperative because once you become, you know, a full-fledged adult, no more school, <laughs> you know, four-year or otherwise, that managing your money is something that is, is not just necessary, it is involuntary. It's something you need to know how to do, you know. It's not a choice that you have. It's something you need to adapt to or find yourself struggling. And so I think that uh, a series like this will do do a lot of students including myself a lot of good and so with that I think I'm going to um sign off here um and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys uh, <laughs> it's it's gonna be a good one uh, and as we continue this if you have any suggestions of course reach out to us and also uh the same old plug as always uh, if you have any questions, money-related and beyond, do not hesitate to reach out to our office. We're located in Chestnut Hall, 313. And you can get in contact with us uh, more aptly at our email at money.management at unc.edu. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode.